0: our Apocalypse Keys miniseries over here on Speculate alongside our good friends at Queen's Court Games. Where we last left off, our wonderful crew of uh, Division Omen-class investigators have just discovered where one of the buyers of The Veiled Gentleman was staying and went to their hotel to ask some questions and instead of asking questions, he just kicked the door open, or rather, surely checked it with a limo door. Hank Collins and one friend are now at the mercy of these four in this hotel room. And before we progress and ask, I ask everybody what their next move is going to be, I'd like to let Hamaliel and Jane know that they both get
1: two darkness, to- two darkness tokens each.
2: Oh, that's ominous.
0: So,
1: yes. So that um, puts me at five darkness tokens again. So after uh, my next move, I am going to end up Torn Between.
3: So I think, it's, uh-huh, okay. I think it's you have to not have five or more after your next move. Because you you tend to get darkness tokens between moves.
0: Yes. Yes. I will wait until the next move then. But does anyone like to interact with the scene? There's one guy lying on the floor. Mm-hmm.
1: I announce cheerfully when he asks, what the fuck is going on? I say, hello, we have gone hard. And if you answer our questions, you can go home.
4: I would like to take the knife, reach over, take the knife. So he doesn't get anything, any funny business, funny ideas. No funny business
0: here. He flinches away from you immediately.
4: And
3: sorry, double checking. The person who was at the door has been flung out of the window.
0: No, no, he's he's on the floor. The TV is out the window.
3: Okay. Huge upside. TV does not count as casualties on this planet.
0: (laughs) It does not. Out the window, you hear a car horn start blaring, and you hear two people cursing very loudly, but you don't make out what they're saying. Ciara is the only person with the wherewithal to be able to interpret. Maybe we almost killed someone outside, but at least we didn't. (laughs) they're
4: fine we'll ignore this part in the report we'll Thank gloss you. over it
1: uh-huh, uh-huh. i uh,
2: absent any other uh, interjections i think this is a time for jane to i guess grasp for keys that they are a telepath these people their their guard is down i know their emotional state they're terrified because of our door-wielding friend here it should be the exact right moment to go up and then just ask a question. And I, th- I feel like this is how they, they express their powers generally. You can ask someone a question like an in interrogation and like in their brain, they're going to think of what they need to say to lie. But I can read your brain. So it's just like getting a live print out of the machine code truth that is inside their nugget.
0: Mhm. It's like a lie detector that goes off in milliseconds. Uh, so yeah, spend and roll.
2: I'm going to spend those, two because I've been rolling really poorly, and I do not want to melt another face or brain off. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine or somebody else's. So let's see how it goes. Ten. Perfect.
3: Hell yeah.
0: Perfect hit. So you uncover a key. Aha.
2: I guess if it helps prompt what you're coming for, um, we know that they are... A- Actually, I don't remember if um, Mr. Collins here is the buyer or the seller.
0: Mr. Collins is the buyer.
2: Okay, so then my first question out is going to be essentially in the vein of um, who is this for? Why are, you, why are you interested in this? What does the statue mean to you? And why was it important enough for you to purchase?
0: The guy on the floor goes I just saw a thing that Thought it was gonna, I thought it was gonna uh, look good on a mantelpiece. It probably fetch a couple hundred, thou. When I was done with it, it looked worth having. You know, I just sometimes I just troll the net and buy shit. I'm, I'm, I didn't know. As he's having this conversation, like absolutely rambling out of fear. You sense from the both of them that they are anxious about the four of you and that they have been anxious in this way for several hours
2: like and they it gives knew you we the were imp- coming
0: like it gives you the impression that they knew that they were being followed and that the fact that you have now invaded their space confirms that confirms for them that you were the people who were stalking them which is a new thought to you, obviously, because you have no idea why they would think that you were looking for them.
2: Then I'll, I'll follow up with that. And I think that um, it's a rough edge from John, because as they are saying, oh, I just wanted to find it and I'm going to put it on my mantle next to the other creepy statue that I bought. I'm just a creepy statue collector, man. You know how it is. John is going to recite to them the real time thought in their head. So they're they're BSing and John is like, oh my God, I can't believe they followed us. We knew they were going to come here. I told you not to do blah, blah, blah. And just like teleprompter out their own thoughts in a, in a very dramatic display of, I don't have time for this. Like I will reach into your brain. I will pull out all the memories you like and not give them back. If you are not like
0: straight with me right now. The guy on the bed is like, come on, man. It's just a goddamn statue. Why on earth have you been trailing us for several hours? I've seen the car, we've seen the two or three of y'all lurking out the diner. Just take the thing and go then. Why does this matter? It's just a goddamn piece of pewter with a, a, a cool cloak on it, like, it. Why is this important? That's what cements for you this moment. The people that they thought were following them are not you four.
2: Okay. So, in the light detector sense, they are telling the the truth about just wanting a statue? Like, they don't actually know what it's for?
0: No, yeah. They are not lying to you. They they were on the dark web, like nerds, saw a thing that looked cool and expensive, bought it because they thought buying cool and expensive shit on the dark net makes them look cool and uh, like they have money, and then weird stuff has been happening to them for the last 10 hours.
2: Then, again, reciting the the fear and the whatnot directly back to them until they stop talking, and then I have their attention again. Okay, well, if not us, who are you afraid of? Who are the people who are supposed to be kicking down the door instead of us?
0: Uh, uh, People? They weren't wearing suits, but, like, people. The last time I saw a group of them followers, maybe, like, 10 or 11 of them, cloaks, Sometimes masks, sometimes not. All in the dark. It hasn't happened since we got the thing. So I figured... Either somebody was trying to jump us for it... Because they knew that we bought it... And wanted to get back their money... Or... Get it for some other collector who lost out on the bid. Or... Something dumber. And I don't know which... Because y'all seem like the latter... But you also nearly killed, my friend. No. The guy on the floor is groaning in pain.
1: That to me still means no, because he is alive. Yeah. So after I interject no, I say, so where is the statue now?
0: The guy on the bed points at a briefcase on a, on a, like, office table. This is a, a this is a suite sized hotel room. So there's a a large mahogany office table to one side and it is the only thing there. Like they moved the they moved the coffee machine and all the like the box of like signature tea and shit off the table just so it will be the only thing on the table.
1: I go to look at it then. While John um, Jane continues asking questions, I go to look at the statue to see what is up with that.
2: I'll be collecting information like about, honestly, for, for, for Jane, it's like, okay, we have the MacGuffin, and they're being pursued by someone. If we have it, then they will come to us. So it's more mm-hmm. at this point, like, at some point, Arya is going to ask me questions about the thing, or I'm going to have to fill out actual paperwork. So I'm getting those background details going, like... What site did you buy it from? What was the seller's screen name? Things that Jane doesn't actually care about, but knows they will get in trouble if they don't ask. Uh, so like, like not narratively relevant, unless it is, but just filling that space so you know what Jane's up to while Hamaliel um, opens the,
0: the box. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Right, so this, functionally, this is a briefcase, but it's quite a bit like wider than a briefcase would be. And when you open it, a very weird thing reveals itself to you. It opens out less like a briefcase and more like if you were turning a satchel inside out. It opens like a display. And in it is this large glass case. The faces of this glass case are like three quarters of an inch thick. It is almost distorting the actual visual appearance of the statue. But in this statue is what looks like a a pewter statue of what looks like a man in a boulder hat covered in a, a, a large shawl. When you open it, like for a few seconds, it is exactly as described. And then for a very brief moment, the shape of the statue shifts. It all turns like a kind of liquidy soup in the box, reconstitutes itself as the statue, and then a portion of the pewter in the statue just kind of points outward as if it were ferrometallic material that is reacting to Hamaliel being in his presence. As if it's trying to literally leave the glass case and touch you. But it can't.
1: Homaliel sees this happen, and now within the span of a single day, they have seen things reach out to other things three times. The statue, the people reaching to John, and then the people in the vision between them and Jane reaching out to them. So Homaliel looks at this and then looks over at uh, Tempo and says, I think it's related to Jane.
3: Possibly. The police will arrive soon. We should depart.
1: I shut the case and I tuck it under my arm. So what now? The guy in the bed says.
3: You will be compensated for the trouble. However, this object is...
0: Friendly, that was 800k. Do you you, have that kind of money on you right now?
3: You will be compensated for the trouble. This item is... The provenance is... Whack. What?
2: (laughs) Can it be, like, canonical that there's a standard, like, division reimbursement form that, like, if your Mm. house gets knocked over by a superhero, you fill it Mm. out? So, like, Jane reaches into their pocket and pulls out, like, a Mm. a 1073 and just, like, (laughs) signs their name on the bottom of it, tears it off and hands it over, and, like, the instructions are on the back?
0: No, yeah, it's this very obtuse kind of document. Like, the relationship between division and insurance... Is such that like this this reimbursement can happen, but it goes through a lot of very weird hoops to make sure that no one ever knows what the money is being spent on, but the money is always exactly as necessary. So he looks at his piece of paper is like, homie, this is gibberish to me. Let hold, hold 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 let me ask some questions first, since again you nearly cut my friend in half. Homie is no. still on the floor crying in pain.
1: Amalia looks at him
0: and says, why are you so weak? He looks up. This is the first time that anyone else can sense, now that he's finally moved, that his shoulder may be severely dislocated. Like, it's not moving. And he looks up to you and goes, why are you so strong? You look like a child. The guy in the bed goes, why do you want this thing so badly? Why does anyone want this? It's, it's worth a lot of money, sure. Why it's worth someone's life, I'd like someone to tell me before they leave.
2: Here's that. John doesn't actually know the answer to that question. None of you don't. I know that it's dangerous.
0: Uh, you could say that much if you want. Yeah,
2: it's dangerous
0: and having it will. Um... What is it, radioactive? Yes. Or you're going to tell me some mummy's. Ca- Radioactive. The yes, pe- it is radioactive. The
3: that people following so you earlier with cloaks <laughs> and masks, they are the problem. Do you wish to be followed all the time by people with cloaks and masks?
0: But then why are you looking for me and not the people with the cloaks and the masks who are actually doing because whatever it is they're doing?
3: that, as Tempo points to the statue, is what they want. We take it away and we will take your problems away.
0: I'd like to not have my problems and have my statue. Is that possible? No. Why do they want it?
3: It is better you do not know. I recommend Kandinsky. A fine human artist.
0: So I spent 10 hours... I spent the last 10 hours of my life shitting stone bricks. And no one can tell... that the, The answer to this question is maybe I should just buy... Something else,
2: kinda yeah. It's, oh, this is this could be a really good idea or really bad idea. That's what this, game is. Here. I I this game is I know, but like, I don't. I feel to... like
0: answer. I feel like asking and answering this question is the reason why y'all are the lowest team in division.
4: because <laughs> like the, the part of
2: part of dealing with jane's powers is that they don't really deal with like the mushy stuff it's all just you have to be coldly logical because emotions open you up to the kind of connections that then turn you into a mannequin right so there's a part of me like outside the game that says it'd be very interesting to introduce this thing and there's another part of me that's like i'm really tired of ruining people in front of everybody (laughs) by doing this thing uh, so I'll pitch the idea and then we can talk about it but I think this would be a time when Jane could reveal your heart and try to communicate the sincerity and like the the massive amount of danger so that this person feels better about giving it up both in terms of like their own safety but also like it's the correct thing to do and just kind of cut this this out so that way like the stress is gone but also like Sharon just kind of wants to leave the room now but not in a way that makes this person distraught or Causes knock-on problems.
1: I think it makes sense narratively for John to try to make things better just because she hasn't been deliberately trying to mess things up. Currently, all of it's been due to the dice literally just punishing you for doing things. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of like Jane taking back some of his agency and trying to wrestle against the powers that be. So for me it makes sense if, you know, you do decide to go this route.
0: That works for me. I like it a lot. Uh, Do I spend and roll? Do
2: I gain darkness tokens for being scared before this? Because I am scared and also Jane is scared.
0: (laughs) Were you scared before this moment?
2: Scared is the like, I'm going to do this thing that I know is dangerous and I have been really, really bad at, but like one way or another it will work, right? So it's, I want to help. I'm fearful I will not. Because so far I have not.
0: Okay, cool. a sequence of things are going to happen then you're gonna gain you're gonna gain three darkness tokens for being scared you're gonna roll and then you're gonna gain four darkness tokens for asking someone to listen to your wisdom
2: Oh boy, mathematically it sounds like I have to spend at least four on this roll or else
0: Well you, you know can only really spend up to three, which means that you can spend. Okay. The three that I've just given you, because you have none at the moment,
2: and the consequence if you want is to that, spend
0: all three,
2: and the consequence is that if I hit five, I'm torn between.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, this is make. If perfect, you hit five
0: at the end of this roll,
2: this makes perfect narrative sense for me. That like, no matter what happens, John is torn between at the end of it, right? So let's just. I'll, I'll spend. I'll end this with five. However, that math works out. So I think I spend two.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, so I will spend two on this roll, and then we'll deal with the consequences of, of two things uh, in secession or as they go. You
1: no, know, uh, if you're gaining three now and then you gain four after, that means you have a total of seven. So if you can spend a maximum of three, then you can end with just four, and then you don't get torn between.
2: Okay. It's interesting either way, and I think the way my luck has been going, if I spend three, it's going to be disastrous, so we'll get there. Okay. Me and my, I am uh, in
0: favor of however it goes.
2: So rolling for a Reveal My Heart. Oh,
1: that's oh, no, not possible. You didn't, you didn't add any tokens. Yeah, to you,
0: didn't, you didn't yeah. add the tokens to roll the tokens. So I, I will play it like this. The three plus the three tokens that you said, did you say you were going to spend two or three?
2: Uh, three. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's five or it's six, which is both a miss. So yeah, unless you have bonds mm-hmm. to spend.
0: Yeah, two right. bonds so would you, get
3: you to eight.
2: Um, unless you want to pay. Now
0: you. And now you gain four Darkness tokens.
2: So the, the miscondition for Reveal Your Heart is something interrupts or undermines the moment, a dire warning, consequence, or an aspect of the mystery itself. And I think that moves the plot forward in a really interesting way. So Ooh. I'm fine just missing and going from there. I was hoping you'd say
0: that. Cool. I was hoping that you would say that. Don't forget your 4Darkness tokens. So start saying what you're about to say anyway. I want them to hear what you were planning to tell them.
2: Look, I, I know $800,000 is a lot of money to come by, and I know that you've been through a lot of stress tonight, but there are worse things in the world than five-foot-tall limo door drivers, and there's, there are stranger things in the world than my friend with too many joints, and there are more seductive things in the world than the power my friend here has, and people like us, we're trying to contain that. We're trying to keep you safe from that. And and none of the money in the world can fix what will happen if you hang on to this thing and the people who are coming after you find you.
0: Why are they coming after me? And why aren't you after them? Why are you after this? When it sounds like there are some bad hombres out there that you could be dealing with, with your massive joints and your massive whatever as he points at uh Hamaleo.
2: we need it because it is itself dangerous the people are dangerous the object is dangerous you danger multiple directions we're here we're fo- we're solving this problem and then just as soon as possible we'll go solve the other one and there's like a little bit of mounting like i don't know how to explain this to you bro building up in jane's voice which is and the longer that I'm here having to try to explain this to you, the more likely it is that the following catches up. All right.
0: You hear police sirens rapidly entering your closer air shot. It sounds maybe a I minute mean, and a half away at this point, like moving very quickly
1: towards you.
2: had a thought. Re- we remembered that it was paranoid, but. The police were like, John Collins, gotta get him. We're like, that's really atypical. And it's because the police are f***ing in on it. That's my thought, is that they're like, we're gonna go with that statue. Thanks for telling us where the statue is, nerds. And if we didn't have a rocket car, they'd have already been here.
0: Oh, interesting. I don't have cool. no idea
2: if that's true, but that's like the thought that is going through. Like,
0: Acting on a hunch is actually very cool here. I mean, Jane can learn whether that's true or not.
2: They can? Grasp a key. Oh right! (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Mike.
3: Do we need to have um, John torn between roll torn between first?
2: I'm at Um, four. Oh, you got down to four. four. Um,
3: Sorry. Go ahead.
2: Um. So then, I so let's uh, go back in the narrative. Like John's telling this story, and like what so like they're gonna come for you. And then the sirens happen. And I'm, I'm guessing that like Tempo is like, ah, yes, law enforcement, people who always have our best interests at heart, uh, <laughs> and so on. And then that's when Jane is kind of like coming up from that crouched posture and looking and saying, unless they're already here. And then I'll roll four to grasp at the key. Okay. I'll spend three and I will get a 10, a perfect hit.
0: Nice. Gain three dark, get to a three darkness tokens back for reacting with uncertainty. Just moving on a hunch counts as counts in that can, uh, in that circumstance. The interesting thing about this is grasping a key means that I must give you something. But the first thing I have to tell you is your hunch is incorrect. The cops aren't in on it. They just saw a thing happen at the diner that was weird and freaky, assumed it was like. And thrax up to 11 or some kind of weirdness and decided to move on it like commanders, in the hopes that when they solve the problem, it will probably make them look very, very good is your new assessment of that scene. Just people trying to be as militaristic as possible about the weird thing that is on the diner.
2: I think we can explain that by like when Jane says, unless they're already here, and then just, like, focus their emotion beam radar in that direction, expecting to hear, like, nefarious cackling, but instead hears, like, and, like, an eagle screech (laughs) in the background, right?
0: Uh Uh-huh. So, uh, and that's the thing, right? So you're, you're casting your feelers of emotion out into the world. You sense all of these very distinct police energies one of the detectives is like this is going to make my career this other detective is like i am very afraid that the world that i'm living in is devolving into this kind of violence and destruction that i can't even make sense of what the hell happened in that diner absolutely frightens me and i must resolve it before something ruins this place that i live in one of these beat cops is like I just want to get this over with so I can go back home. I haven't seen my wife in 16 hours. Somebody else is like, I have no idea what's going on, but this is paying my rent. Let's get this over with so I can go back to sleep. And then you sense three, four, five, weirdly hollow kinds of mental presence in the area. You hear from these people, this kind of low drone of thought. Not like they're not operating on a certain level or some kind of bullshit like that, but that they are so uniquely focused upon this thing that this focus is monotone. And you can't really make out the sound for a bit until you hear, we will make this world beautiful again. And as you hear it, you start hearing it more loudly. More deliberately, the f- uh five police cars from the diner all pull up outside the hotel. Everybody pulls out with guns drawn on the doorman for no good reason and starts shouting towards the window, Come out with your hands up! Like any of that is going to help. This is a mm. bad idea, obviously. No one is act. no one actually has any tacti- tactical benefit in this situation. And then you see emerging from, like, a bookstore on the corner that seemed previously closed from this view from the window. Someone steps out from the bookstore, with that is still closed, with its lights down and its closed sign on the door, in, like, a neon pink trench coat, thigh-high neon boots, neon pink boots, steps towards one of the beat officers and puts her hand on his face. You see this man gaze up at the sky and start moaning loudly in something you cannot tell the difference between absolute terror, terrific pain and overwhelming rapture. And then he turns, turns into a pile of rubies and falls to the ground.
1: Okay.
4: I'm going to look at everyone else. And say, "Get out of here!"
1: Yes, that breaks the law. Why the fuck are the cops here? It's just
4: a. I feel like I'm losing my mind. Look at everyone. Get the two of them out of here. Just take them somewhere. I'll gonna buy you some time.
2: Is it Ciara? Is it like has this happened before? Where like something dangerous happens and you go hurtling towards it, and like Jane understands that's your mo yeah and then in your opinion is jane like all right have fun i'm gonna be over here not dying or is jane like oh my idiot friend needs my help
4: i don't know i think that leaves up to you i feel like both could have happened i because i'm just sitting here staring at this one move i have that i'm like it's perfect for this moment uh because it it gives me a chance to uh create a golden opportunity
2: for my allies to get away with then i think uh that that Jane's not going to go because there are three people who are much better suited to this uh, fighty part. And then don't worry, I'll be right back. And then try to help these people sequester themselves away from whatever terrible things about to happen. Mm -hmm. The the move I would like to use is I am your destruction.
0: Would you like to describe this move to me?
4: Yes. uh, You hold on to your power with an intensity that would break most souls. You're always a single breath away from shattering under the pressure. When you allow your power to surge and cause collateral damage, ask the Keeper what catastrophic destruction you cause. Choose two. And it's like, uh, I can gain a Ruin, I can uncover a Key, uh, I can protect uh, the people who matter most and gain a bond, or I can also reshape the environment, creating a golden opportunity or a fleeting moment for an ally.
0: Okay. Okay. Either way works, so I want to ask first, do you want me to declare the destruction you cause first, or do you want to declare your two decisions first?
4: D- tell me what destruction I cause, and then I will declare my decisions.
0: Okay, cool. So I want to be sure, first and foremost, mm-hmm. what is your intention? To clear a path or to manifest to- chaos?
4: It-, it is It is to clear a path, Like if I can just sort of like blow out a hole in the back wall to start with so that just my friends can just go out the other side of the hotel and then I've caused residual chaos here to buy us time.
0: Mm -hmm. Cool. So there is a fire escape down the hall Mm -hmm. that you manifest all of your power of flame to just kind of just carve a hole of flame between you right now and anything that would get in the way of just moving towards that space. Um, So everyone could just follow a line down that space. In that moment, you're also focusing on the scene that happened and you notice almost... Outside of your own control, or almost as if a part of you is responding to a kind of rage, or a kind of fear, or a kind of confusion, that this tornado of flame that you have made to make this path circles out the window and downward towards three of the police cars, and just kind of raises them in a line, like a large beam of fire. It lights four cops, the girl in the. It lights four cops on fire, sets the young woman's pink jacket ablaze, and she just kind of throws it off and then leaps back almost dramatically. And then you notice five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve 10, 11, 12 people in gray cloaks emerge, and the flame is already kind of eating through three or four of them. And sending them uh, across the street. Choose two. I would. I'd like to tell you a thing.
4: I would use destruction to reshape the environment, creating a golden opportunity or, uh, or a fleeting moment for an ally. Golden opportunity for them to escape. I'll gain a bond with Jane, probably, because cool. you know it's like it's kind of like we look and it's like okay, we're doing this. This is a plan. Get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. That's one uh, and. You know what, maybe it goes a little bit out of my control, and I'll mark a ruin. Are you sure that's what you want to do? Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm sure that's what I want to do. I'm like, let's get dramatic and messy with it.
3: I hear ruin advances are really
4: powerful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I haven't had any ruin yet.
0: You permanently gain an aspect of the Harbinger's powers of darkness. The Keeper will tell you what it is.
2: I like that the scene mirrors the way that Jane and Ciara met. Mm-hmm. Because this is like, it keeps happening. I get into trouble and you fire a tornado me out of it. And like, that is the sweetest thing that John can communicate with another human being, right?
3: Get you a friend who would fire a tornado you out of problems. Exactly.
0: <laughs> you aren't really paying attention at this point. It catches your attention idly because, again, you weren't aiming to actually hurt or kill anybody, you didn't want to actually carve this path. Through here, you wanted everybody to get out through the back and leave. So you only notice it because you notice that this is a response of your fire that you weren't intending. It's only because of that that you notice that there are people who are here. And they may be, according to the uh, dossier, they may be the beatographs that you're looking for at this moment. And that's when you notice the three men in cloaks that you burnt through with that residual flame they're not on fire because they're not there there are no human beings on fire that emerge from that flame that you have just created instead you see three very shiny almost perfectly new silver swords lying on the ground and you get this sense in your head, vaguely, that doesn't make any sense, but you've seen things not make sense before. You think if I uh, made those out of those people, they're the best swords you've ever seen. They resemble things that you've like seen in a shop before and wanted to buy, but they cost like four figures and you can't justify them because you have nowhere to hang them up and you don't know how to fight with one. But they're there. And looking at them, they kind of beckon you towards them even. They feel like... You feel like they belong to you, and you should go get them.
4: Yeah, maybe... maybe, maybe
0: You know, I move
4: a little closer.
0: I mean, you're still upstairs. There, yeah. That's happening outside. Yeah. You'll have to come outside to get them. Who has the case?
1: I had the case, but because... I just want to clarify. Before... Ciara told us to leave, did we see that there were ten extra people basically coming out to basically chase us and stuff? Did we see that or did we only see the three cops?
0: I think before you left the only pe- the only people who saw the woman in pink was Jane and Ciara and the only person who saw everybody else was Ciara.
1: Okay. And did Hamaliel see the woman in pink turn a human being into rubies? Nope. No? Okay. Um You just
0: heard Jane react to with absolute fear. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which take to Darkness took Jane.
2: I like the idea of reaching out with like the emotion beam or whatever. And then the teleplay happening on Jane's face. So like as they go through each emotion you kind of get that voice and stuff and then the 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 actual agony of being turned into rubies, like playing over their face, and then the the, the connection is severed, and that is how they communicated the information.
0: Oh, mm. uh-huh. because it does stand to reason that this is a, that telekinesis means that you can communicate, that you can communicate to your teammates, and you can gain information from them, but they cannot con- communicate to each other, which is
1: useful. Okay. Useful so, for me. So, did I gain that information from Jane then? Yes, yeah, so you just did or- it. Okay, in that case, because I saw something that very much defies the laws of nature and is not correct, I have certain orderly feelings about this. And so I give the case, or perhaps I even throw the case to Tempo, because Tempo is the most capable one out of all of us and definitely can make sure this does not fall into the wrong hands, because their hands are so big and multi-jointed. And while the others file out, I'm going to pick up the other door that I knocked down with my free hand, and I'm just going to stick by Ciara, just in case. <laughs> so if Ciara decides to move downstairs, then I will go with her to be like, double-wielding some doors.
0: Oh, God. Um. So does that mean that John and Tempo are with Collins plus one somewhere?
3: Yeah, I think, well... It'd be great if there was another hole in the world, like in the wall, so we could just you know, fly out the side. But I think it's funnier if we scurry away and then take the elevator and we intercut between the nonsensical chaos of what's happening outside the hotel and Muzak on the elevator with... Collins, plus one and the two monsters in an absolute ridiculous social situation,
0: right, so to be clear, there is a hole that leads to a fire escape on the other side of the hotel that Sierra made for you, mm. so you can flee through it okay but tempo you can only lift two people you'd have to well you'd have to unleash well rather you'd have to unleash the dock to qualify how many people you can lift
2: it's. Tempo's main motivation is the preservation of life, right?
3: Preserving these two people's lives, keeping the statue out of whoever those people's hands are, uh, I would say, are are their their priorities here. And so they're like partially attending to what's happening back in the room, but also paying close attention to the humans here.
2: Would it make sense then that, that Tempo gets to do the heroic, like lifting the two of them out, and then John has to go take the elevator? <laughs> and then... <laughs> Like, because na- now we've extended it. We're like maybe the 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 fire escape starts to bend, and then you're being heroic, and then there's chaos happening outside, and then John is in the elevator, so we get all three of the the things.
3: That's it's I perfect. Love I love all uh, everything about this. So we get to the the fiery, ashy hole that's blown in the side. Tempo turns to the two of them and says, "Don't worry, I will protect you. This is what I'm here to do," and then kind of wraps. They're very big, ar- they're very two big arms around both of these people, and then gently flies them down in probably the most superhero y they've looked since that introduction in the first session.
1: Mm-hmm. And then, uh, partway through the cut, through um, Jane descending in the elevator, just being Jane, just do, 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 Hamaliel sees Ciara kind of want to go towards the swords. And Looks, um, to Ciara and, um, kind of adjusts their weight, their grip on the doors and says, Hop on! I'll get you downstairs!
4: We're we about to do a fastball special?
1: What is a fastball special? Throw me! No! <laughs> get on my back and I'll jump down! Okay. <laughs> because as we have established previously, I threw a TV out the window, so I Kick through the rest of the window and then jump out that window with the two doors and my very bestest friend. Okay.
0: Brand
3: <laughs> Brandon.exe
4: has
0: stopped. Entered an error. <laughs> that I'm just, up. So many, I'm so many so, things are happening. I'm so happy right now. Hamaliel <laughs> has to roll for that. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh <laughs> Unleash the dog for me? Okay, does this
1: count as violence? Uh, does it? I'm, I'm, I'm jumping oh. out a window. No no no, 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 no. That's not violence. Okay, That's, okay, violence. Cool. That's not violence. Okay, so I'm unleashing the dark. Cool. I'm enforcing my will physically on the world. Yes, that is what I am doing. Yes, very good. Mm-hmm. I will spend... I feel like the YOLO energy makes it three darkness tokens. What do people think?
4: Yeah, let's go for it.
1: Okay, let's go for it. I have three bonds. This can't go wrong. Okay, let's go! I mean, it can. It's a perfect hit!
4: Hey. hey. hey.